Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl for the third time in the last four seasons. We're going to break down the AFC Championship game in the Super Bowl matchup. Uh, Dennis Gates and the Missouri Tigers, good week last week. Picked up wins over Ole Miss in number 12, Iowa State. Going to break down what that means for the rest of their season. Uh, yeah, that, that I mean, that that is probably going to be the biggest part of the show. Race to the 10th seed, our normal shenanigans. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Chiefs beat the Bengals 23-20. I was the lone wolf on this show to pick the Chiefs. I believed in them when nobody else would. Uh, but what did you guys think of the game? John, I'll let you go. I mean, you were there. Yeah. Um, this game was uh, a very, very, very emotional game. Um, and quite frankly, it's probably the biggest roller coaster I've been to since that Bills game, which is kind of hard to top. Um, but I think it really is a monumental win in the course of Patrick Mahomes' career. Um, I think losing, and not just Patrick Mahomes, but the Chiefs um, during Patrick Mahomes' career, um, I think losing would have been pretty detrimental for uh, just the Chiefs in general to go down to the same team at the same place in back-to-back years um, in a game that you probably feel like you should win. Um, and quite frankly, the the emotion I'm feeling is, while um, I'm definitely nervous about the Super Bowl, uh, I think I'm going to enjoy this AFC Championship game win uh, more than any other one um, there will ever be. Uh, it feels a lot like, this is something that my dad said, um, in the in the 70s, late 70s, going into the 80s, the Royals could not beat the Yankees. Um, they finally beat them in the ALCS. Um, and even though like they went on to lose the World Series, uh, it was still an amazing year. And I'm not saying that's the situation with the Chiefs, but uh, to win this game against a team that talked so much shit um, and just felt like was imp- they were impossible to beat at a certain point. Uh, a lot of a lot of stages in this game, it felt like it was just going to be a repeat of the past matchups, but we finally got that monkey off our back and there's just so many things that happen in this game that, um, are notable. And just on the big picture, I, uh, I am so happy with the result of that game. Um, and I enjoyed the living hell out of it. Uh, and it's definitely a day I will never forget. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the game, obviously there was so much talk and about, Man, if Joe Burrow actually beats Mahomes, can you start saying, is Joe Burrow better than Patrick Mahomes? Even if that was the case, I still don't think that is the case. But we're not going to have to have that conversation because right now, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes are 1-1 one one against each other in the games that mean the most. While Mahomes has a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, and probably a two-time MVP as of right now. But with the game itself, yeah, I mean... You have to look at it. Our final drive came down to fucking Marcus Kemp, MVS, and Skymore. If I told you that at 2 p.m. Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, you would have said we would have lost. That tells you how great this team is. Skymore had a great punt return to put us in shape. Like that was a that was a true Mahomes game. He he played with nothing and he came out with the win somehow when it mattered most. He put his ankle out on the line to get to the Super Bowl, and I mean, you just don't see this a lot. And I think the team, the person that needs the most respect is fucking Chris Jones and the defense because I'm pretty sure after the second drive, you guys were saying to fire Spags while we had five sacks that game. So, yeah, if that defense can keep up the way they played against the Bengals, against the Eagles, which I don't think they will just due to the, how the Eagles are, then I think this Eagles game is actually going to be pretty easy. But 
We'll see. For the record, all takes made during this game are null and void. Like, there's, I, I don't think there's any standard at which um, I was able to get, like, logical thoughts out uh, throughout the course of this. Because, yeah, you are, you are absolutely right. Like, the defensive performance was fantastic, and it's such a relief that we finally took advantage of that traffic cone set of an offensive line. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, I was, like, feeling good throughout the week about, you know, I just felt like we were overdue to win one of these close games with Cincinnati. I liked how they were the ones talking, and Kansas City was kind of being humble and quiet for the most part. Um, And, and, you know, it started well, but I'd say, like, the first quarter, the score didn't show how well the Chiefs played, and that was what made me nervous, was because they dominated defensively on the first two drives. They had two really good offensive drives, but they settled for two field goals, so, I mean, an entire quarter's worth of dominance, and you only had six points to show for it. After that, I'm thinking, like, oh, God, I mean, we can't let the Bengals hang around like this. Um, and then, uh, you know, and overall, they played, the Chiefs played a pretty good, a good first half. You know, they lead 13-6 at half. If I would have told you Kansas City would have uh, held Cincinnati to six points at half, you, you would have taken that. You, know, that, that, you would have taken that ten times out of ten. So, I mean, I felt good, but then second half – it kind of went straight back to what we did, you know, against Bengals last year. We come out of the half, go three and out immediately, allow a touchdown drive, and all of a sudden it's like, here we go, 13-0. It's kind of just like it's been every other time. And, you know, throughout the course of that game, I kept wanting to believe it'd be different, it'd be different. And, you know, when Mahomes fumbles the ball, it just kept stuff like that. Like, ah, it's just for something this team cannot beat Cincinnati. But to your guys' points... When we punt the ball back with about two minutes left and Cincinnati gets the ball with a chance to go win and win by a field goal again for the fourth straight time and go to the Super Bowl, uh, the de- the defense stepped up for the first time in these matchups. The- for the first time in all four matchups, the defense with the game on the line stepped up and made the plays. And ultimately, obviously, everyone knows how it finishes. But just unbelievable how well the defense played in that situation because – you go back to the AFC Championship game a year ago in overtime. Yeah, Mahomes threw a pick, but the defense still had a shot to stop Cincinnati. They weren't able to. Uh, you go to the game this year in the regular season, Bucker misses that field goal with around three and a half minutes left, but the defense can't get off the field. We never see the ball again. And, and then you go to the very first Burrow and Mahomes matchup. The defense allows like a six, seven-minute drive, lets Cincinnati get to the one and kick a field goal as time expires. It was overdue for this defense to finally get a stop when it mattered the most. And to your guys' point, to John's point, Chris Jones finally took advantage of the depleted Bengals offensive line. Yeah, and I think I think um, what you said about the start is like the biggest thing with this game. It it felt like just like in many other Bengals matchups, there were great opportunities for the offense to make plays to just dominate the game. I think I think I felt like that twice, because um, like like you said, we dominated the first quarter and we had a six to three lead to show for it. Um, that that is obviously like that was pretty frustrating to me at the time. Um, and then we had a chance to go up seventeen points going into half yet again uh, with like two minutes left and we just got a pick at their forty, and instead we threw three straight incomplete passes, yeah. let them score, and then we get the ball out of half and what do we do? We we go three and out immediately. Um, and then, yeah, it happens again with the Mahomes fumble, another opportunity to go up by two possessions. Um, 
And I hate to say it, but like maybe the worst play I've ever seen a quarterback make in a conference championship game. Um, I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he played fantastic, but what the hell was that? He almost lost us the game. He almost did. No, it absolutely was almost a thing. And I think, if anything, it ends up being a bit of a plaudit to Mahomes is that he was able to, (laughs) and to this defense especially, is that we were able to make such a drastic mistake like that um, and have a million injuries and still somehow come out with this game. Like, it doesn't really make sense that the Chiefs ended up being winners. If you told me that we would lose all our top three wide receivers um, and and Legereus Sneed and Willie Gay, uh, like, in the first two quarters of the game, I would say there's no way we're going to win. Um, but we somehow did. And that is why this game is just such an unbelievable accomplishment uh, for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes as well. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, when you look at this game, too, for kind of it's already been talked about is like the impact that it had. But I think what you also have to look at, too, is us fans. I mean, other than Jackson, I mean, to be honest, I was shit in my pants the whole game. And there's not many quarterbacks that can do that other than probably Joe Burrow, Tom Brady. And to be honest, maybe Josh Allen. But even when you play Josh Allen, I'm not like freaking the fuck out. Like, I'm not waiting for that bullshit play to happen. And while, yes, we allowed that fourth and sixth play to Jamar Chase, for the most part, it felt like we had this game under control until the very, very end. And then somehow we flipped the switch when it was needed most. But that was just me where it felt like we had control of this game the whole time. Yeah, I mean, you weren't chasing points, which was a good thing. You never trailed, which was obviously good. But I think John made a point that whenever we had that interception on third and or when we were up thirteen to three, and when we threw three and out, to me that would have been the sequence I would have looked back on and you know been. I don't even know the right word here, but I just would have been most disappointed in more than anything. Obviously, the fumble was just a bizarre accident, uh, and there were other you know factors throughout the game. The fourth and six, like you mentioned. Um, settling for field goals, but getting the interception and then throwing three inch street, three straight incomplete passes, that to me would have been just the gut punch if we would have lost that game because that you had an opportunity right there to really, I mean, you know, Cincinnati's a great comeback team, so I wouldn't say put it away, but really put yourself in a great position. You could have gone up twenty to three, or you know, even at worst sixteen to three. Uh, so that that was a sequence when I was in the stadium. I was just like, oh, no. And then you punt it, and Cincinnati drives down right before half. And I think it's interesting. I don't know I was if I'm just the, about to bring this up. I don't know if I'm the only person who thought this, but last year's AFC Championship game, Kansas City. First half ended the same way, yeah. The first half ended with Kansas City having a disastrous you know, situation with the goal line. They ended up coming away with nothing. Now, this time, Cincinnati was able to come away with three. But still, they were not able to come away with the touchdown, and they had two opportunities from the five. I remember, you know, as that went to halftime, kind of thinking, like, this is kind of what happened last year. Uh, it's kind of reversed. I think they kicked the field goal and didn't go for that touchdown because they knew what happened to Kansas City last year, and they realized the spot they were in. Because I was literally about to bring this up. Well, the, the other thing about this situation, though, is that I think the Bengals deserve a little bit of criticism, whoever's decision it was, to, instead of clocking it, hurry up and throw a goal line fade. Um, that cost them like four seconds. Uh, it cost them a play. Um, it, it basically functioned as a spike. I was very, very shocked 
when they went away from clocking the ball and, you know, being able to huddle up. But uh, thank God that's the way it worked out because they blew a huge opportunity to kind of get a foothold in this game. And I think it would have been really difficult for the Chiefs to cope with that with the squad that we were working with at that point in the game. Yeah. Do we know any updates on Juju? I Like, the one thing I saw is the Chiefs are quote-unquote hopeful that Tony Hardman and Juju can all play. But like, what is that? Hardman even? isn't going to play. I'm Hardman's not too. playing. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hardman, that... they said he re-aggravated his pelvis injury. So I don't see Hardman playing again. If yeah. that's the injury that kept him out 10 weeks. Yeah. And the, the craziest thing about this game too, is with these guys going down, Justin Watson also was inactive. Yeah. So the chiefs were down. And he was sick the whole week. That's why like yeah. he will be, he'll be good. Like yeah, I'm not yeah, worried about absolutely. Watson. No, we'll have him back. Um, but yeah, the Chiefs lose basically four of their four of their big receipt. Well, not big, but four people that got consistent snaps this year. Um, and they still, with Mahomes on one leg, somehow pulled it out. Like this was just such a gritty team performance. I can't stop thinking about how unbelievable it is that the Chiefs overcame all these circumstances to get the win. It's Let's just, be honest, too, is. This whole year, we've been talking about how shit Harrison Butker's been. Yeah. But he came up big in the biggest moment needed. We, Jackson and I were always saying the special teams would lose us a game, and it yeah. still could yeah. happen. Still but they, they have pretty us. much won us this game. They like, won us the game. <laughs> yeah, and Tommy Townsend as well. Two beautiful punts. And I don't know if you saw, but he started hugging Harrison Butker like right as the kick went up. And he said he did that because he knew he got the hold right, which is pretty funny given the amount of um, freaking out a business freaking out isms or whatever that there were about uh, Tommy Townsend's holding. So all the things that were just broken for the entirety of the season finally aligned um, entirely in this one. I told someone we're playing the right football at the right time. And that's, that's how you win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that is. Uh, And we just have to do it one more game, but regardless, it it is funny (laughs) that the two biggest problems all year were special teams and turnovers. And so far in the playoffs, the special teams has been virtually perfect. They've had a few penalties, a few Jacksonville had some nice returns, but no disaster on the special teams. And then the turnover battle, both games, Kansas City's won the turnover battle. So it's just like everything that plagued them in the regular season, at least through the AFC playoffs, they were able to play. They weren't, they were able to overcome that. They weren't plagued by it. Like I felt like they were going to be, they still have one more game to yeah, they, disappoint. They won the, no, yeah. we. I, I'm. A, I, I'm assuming we'll give Super Bowl picks probably next week, maybe this week. But uh, something I do want to talk about. I know we asked about this on the podcast, saying, "Would you rather lose in the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl?" And let me say this: I think this Super Bowl is probably going to be closer than the Bucks Super Bowl. Will that be worse than an AFC Championship close loss? Or are you still going to take it as like, "Damn, we made the Super Bowl"? Because I think that's kind of why we're like, oh, an AFC Championship close loss is obviously worse than a Super Bowl loss because the only Super Bowl loss we've seen is us getting, like, blown out. Do you think that changes our answer? Yeah, I can literally, like, I can go to bed fine if we lose to this Eagles team, honestly. Even, uh, if, it's, even if we lose by, like, six? Yeah, yeah, I still would prefer that to having to hear about how Joe Shiesty is better than Patrick Mahomes um, yeah, and all that. And, and quite frankly, like, I think this Eagles team is, like, this is truly the final boss battle. Like, we are playing the best team, the best all-around team in the NFL, probably. Um, like, 
top to bottom if we're looking at it. They don't really have any obvious holes. But at the end of the day, like it's not like it's our direct rival. Like it is a it is a battle that I am willing to see out, and I would prefer to lose here than to have lost to those guys last week. True. I just wanted to see because I, I thought about that. I was like, well, damn. Now that we're there, it's like, well, I do I wish we kind of lost in the AFC Championship. No, I mean, I, I still think, and I think to your point, would you rather get blown out or lose a close game in the Super Bowl? Um, I would probably rather lose a close game. I know we haven't yet, so it's hard to say that, but I still think that I would probably lose a close game in the Super Bowl just because, like, at least, will it will it be harder to deal with throughout the offseason? Will I look back on it more and be like, oh, my God, if we would have done that one thing? Yeah, I probably will. But I would rather have that, like, clarity than just be like, yeah, we just got absolutely housed and it did not look like we deserved to be there. And yeah. I'm just not even sure what we could have done to, because uh, I'd rather know that we could have done something differently than get there and be like, damn, there's literally nothing we could have done. Which is what Super Bowl 55 was. By Super Bowl 55 yeah. was just like, there was literally nothing I, that they could have done differently offensively. They were screwed from the get-go. I, mean, like, I was already depressed. Like, it was just fucked. I just hope... We're not getting our ass beat by halftime because I am looking forward to the Rihanna performance. I'll say that. Rihanna's one of my favorite artists, which sucked because The Weeknd is like one of my top five favorite artists. And I didn't enjoy that at all. We're fucked. I didn't. Whenever your artists come on, we're fucked. (laughs) Last time we had a female performer, we won the Super Bowl. It was Shakira and J-Lo. So we're not fucked. But but this is our first time. The last time we wore uh, whites in the Super Bowl. Or did we wear we've red? We've never yeah. wore. This is funny. We've never wore white in a playoff game with Mahomes. This will oh, be the first fuck. time. First so time this he wears the first, So this is the first time Mahomes has been a road team. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. technically, we were a road team against the Bucks. I think. I think. But they counted us as a home team, though. Yeah, we were the home team still, but then, okay. Then we were the road team against the Niners because it alternates yeah. each year. But we so. some. Uh, we, well, we wore red both times. Yeah, we uh, wore. Yeah. That's that's why I was saying the Niners wore white. Yeah. I know for a fact we were the home team for the Niners. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't I don't I think I know a lot of people want them to wear white on white. I don't know if they will or not, but uh I don't think they will. I don't think like the I NFL saw something probably, saying Philly I can't confirm this, but I saw something saying that Philly was gonna wear green on green. No, that would look ugly. I don't think that's gonna happen. I doubt it too. Um I would like to take a victory lap. Um my Marquez Valdez Scantling uh support came to fruition on Sunday. Um, you know, I've been saying that he, he does things out of the stat sheet where he stretches the field, but man, man, did he become the most important receiver on the team on Sunday? He was, I mean, that, that, that that's the type of game where it's like, he doesn't have to have a dominant regular season. He doesn't have to put up great numbers. If he can do that in the playoffs, he's worth every penny they paid him. He was like us signing Sammy Watkins, but he actually did shit in the playoffs when it mattered most. And Sammy did too. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, he kind of gives me like a Sammy Watkins-esque signing vibe. Yeah, I think that's an okay-ish thing, but I think we do have to remember that he was a largely a non-factor for most of the season. Um, and but he, and he, he got the lineup one-on-one with Eli Apple quite a few times, and then it was like, oh, this guy can do some stuff. But no, really, great. Great performance for him. Um, and uh, Jackson, I don't know if it was you, but how did it take you like five seconds to realize he had caught the ball? Like I so went on the yeah. touchdown. Yeah, so yeah, it was just was silent. Like, like, well, here's what happened: is like 
everyone was going nuts. It like they were all screaming and yelling. It's like they the, if they saw he caught it, and I wasn't really doing anything because I was like. I thought it got picked off. I was like, yeah, I oh, was yeah, certain the Bengals too. guy was going to get up and be running. And then I see Marquez throw his hands up and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, no, and, and I think it's because like in the first quarter, like I lost my shit when Tony had that ball that I I thought was a touchdown. I, like when, when they ended up challenging and it was incomplete, I thought Tony caught that. So I was going nuts for like a good minute until they were like, they made an announcement that it was incomplete. And I was like, what? So this time I was pretty cautious. I was like, yo, okay. And the defender yeah. flashed, like, right in front of the ball. I was like, jeez. It was, yeah, that one, it was weird. I don't know if at home it was any different, but in was, the stadium. Oh, no, it wasn't. I thought they picked it off, too. Like, everyone, said, everyone was quiet for a second. And I was like, is that picked off? Or I'll say another thing, John. I don't know. I was sitting right, uh, right like, adjacent with the end zone that Butker made the, the game winner on. That thing did not clear by much. Like, that thing. No, it did not. Oh I was my watching God. it, and like I'm telling you, like the camera on the goalpost, it probably nicked it. Like it was, if that was like five yards back, that's not good. That is not a good. No, nope, no, nope, nope. we needed every last one of those 15 yards. I was watching um, it, like it was. Well, I watched it to begin with on like the the scoreboard or not the scoreboard, but the you know. Jumbotron. The jumbotron. Yeah, jumbotron. I was watching it on there to begin with to see like how straight it would be because it's kind of hard to see when you're like adjacent to the goalpost. Yeah, yeah then, you can only see it go its distance, not really what direction. Yeah, you can't it's really going. see if it's going straight or like missing or anything. So I was doing that first. Once I saw it was straight, I, everyone starts yelling. And I look over, and that ball is like just clearing the goalpost, and I was like, "Holy shit!" That was like I thought we were about to get Cody Parkied. I was so nervous. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was almost like it was about to start going backwards. Like the ball was really losing momentum in the forward direction. Well, they uh, said in the pregame, neither kicker made a fifty yard or further field goal. Yeah, no, and I mean at halftime, he was even kicking into the the side with the wind, and like like it was just it was too windy to kick. Um, yeah, I I can't believe that we actually made that by such a small amount. Um, but Tommy got the hold right. Which I I regret jumping off the Tommy Townsend defender train because well let's he not do that yet he <laughs> super bowl performance he, he does have the, his yeah. Super Bowl performance he's got something he's got a lot to make up for this time for he does have how a bad he punted last for. time but yeah I mean unbelievable <laughs> they finally beat the Bengals so satisfying He'll come back here next year Cincinnati will. Yep, oh, and Philly. Cincinnati. Look at Cincinnati and Buffalo here next year then. And Philly. Oh, damn. Our home schedule is a little rough. Uh, but we don't have to worry about next season yet. Uh, let's break down a little bit. Uh, Josh, I think you'll probably be able to do this better than me and John. Niners-Eagles, because I didn't get to see any of this game. Uh, but this Oh, is it was a shit show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I, I only was able to watch the second half because I was driving back from Columbia. Okay, well, as someone that watched the highlights of the second half, the Niners were running, like, triple reverse throws with Christian oh, yeah, no, and... no, I saw the whole second half. It was dog shit. <laughs> like, I mean, but let me say this. The Niners, like, what what do you want them to do? They're no, I don't know. Physically I don't know. can't throw the ball. The other one has a concussion and is ruled out for the game. Like, their emergency quarterback was Kyle Juszczyk. Like, they got fucked. Yeah, but, that, is, and, that is, like, losing four quarterbacks in the same season is just... I think their trainer has to be fired. 
No, I mean it's, it's not even. I don't his know fault. what the trainer is supposed to do about. Yeah, Josh I mean, his head into the <laughs> what's the or, trainer or supposed Brock, to do about? Or Brock Purdy about tearing his UCL? Or like Trey Lance breaking his ankle? Like I don't know what the trainer can really do, but strength and conditioning <laughs> coach needs to be fired. <laughs> Something. I mean, it's just bad luck, man. And Jimmy always gets hurt, so that wasn't too surprising. But yeah, man, that that was an interesting. Jeez, I was not expecting that. I thought that game was going to be so good. I feel like it could have been if Purdy didn't get hurt. I really do feel like San Francisco would have. Oh no, the way the Eagles were going, it it just seemed like they were just they weren't going to lose. In my opinion, I mean, I didn't think really that Brock Purdy could go into Philadelphia on in the NFC Championship game and win. I really didn't think he could, but it. You know, here's <laughs> the thing. This game took a completely different complexion once he got hurt. Like that, yeah. As much yeah. as the Eagles are a very good team, don't get me wrong. Like that, this was a basically not the version of the 49ers anyone thought we were going to get coming in. No. Um, however, the Eagles did kind of put up a pretty impressive performance on the Niners' defense. The only yeah, two did. teams to really light that defense up are the Chiefs and the Eagles. So that's pretty interesting. I will say I wish we'd uh, rather be playing the 49ers in my opinion, but it's neither here or there. Dude, it doesn't matter. It's the Super Bowl. Like, you're playing a godly team every time. You're not going to get any freebies unless you're the Los Angeles Rams last year. Um, Let me ask you guys this. In the three Super Bowls we've been in, rank them in nervousness or, like, how calm you feel. So, three was – here, three was you were the least nervous, one you're the most nervous for. Uh, most nervous for the first one, least nervous for the Buccaneers one, because for whatever reason, I thought we were going to win. <laughs> so you're about in the middle. You're like, yeah, yeah, I would say so. I was probably most nervous for Tampa just because so was I. I hate yeah. Tom and we'll get into him. He retired th- again, um, but I hate him. And I was the one saying that all fucking year, man, with those guys. I was like, we don't have enough corners to guard that team. Like, Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, you were like, Rashad Fenton's going to have to line up with Antonio Brown. I was just like, like, have we thought this through yet? Like, And, yeah, that one I was probably most nervous for. Um, I'd say second San Francisco. I'd say this one I'm probably least nervous for. So, I've got – I go first San Francisco, second Tampa, third t- uh, Philly. Josh, you sound like you've just, like, accepted defeat. For the Philly? Yeah. No, but I haven't accepted victory, but I'm just like, dude, this Philly team's pretty fucking good. No, I know. Okay, sorry. There was a comment earlier where you were like, would I have rather just lost the AFC championship than get blown out in the Super Bowl? So I didn't know if you were just um well, No, we brought that up. We brought that up like two weeks ago. So then I was like I was saying like gotcha. would you rather have a close game this time or get okay, blown yeah. out? Like I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, but look, I <laughs> this is the thing because the one thing I really just didn't want to do was lose to the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I will, as much as it will suck if we lose, and I'm sure I'll go crazy and say blasphemous things about Jalen Hurts and all of this. Um, like I can say from my level-headed perch right now that I will sleep. I will be sleeping better if we lose to the Eagles than I would have been had we uh, lost to the Bengals. And that's because of the knowledge that we beat the Bengals. Like yeah. that. That yeah. I mean, yeah. But in I terms mean, of pure, like, how much do I think the Chiefs are going to win? I was delusional the Bucks year. Like, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that year what, we went fourteen and two. 
it went fourteen and one with our starters. Uh, we yeah. didn't even try the last week. Um, but didn't yeah. really consider the magnitude of uh, Mike well, Rimmer's playing enough. Time. Here's the thing: is like we didn't really. I don't think any of us really gauged or gouged how bad the offensive line would be that game, even though we really should have in hindsight. Are we kind of in that same situation with the receivers right now where we're like, we, we're convincing I, ourselves I think, it'll be okay, but in reality, it's probably not? That's the thing. I, like, I'm going to feel very much like we are we we deserve to be, like, at the very least a pick if our receivers are healthy. Yeah. But if they're not, then, like, I look at us as, like, a seven-point underdog. Like, if it's the – if Marcus Kemp has the lineup out there, Damn. like, if, if Juju and Tony and Miko all don't come back, like – I don't love our chances. If MVS is lining up against Darius Slay, we're fucked. I'll say this. I just hope that this is like, I'm knocking on wood while I'm saying this. I just hope we don't have any distractions between these two weeks. Because I still, deep down, I believe that Andy Reid's son, uh, last time we went to the Super Bowl, getting drunk and crashing into that car and hurting that little hey, girl. you don't have to hatch it out. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that that had an impact on oh, something. Yeah. It absolutely does. I mean, your kid is going to prison for a long time. It makes it hard to work when you have that. Exactly. Like, I don't think like, Andy had a great ga- Not that we really had much we could work with, but I still don't think he had a great game plan going into there. Like, it's impossible not to be distracted. And I'm just really hoping that we don't have any, you know, two weeks is a long time not to be playing you know, we've had things in the past. Frank Clark getting arrested for gun charges, stuff like that. Uh, Willie Gay, you know, like, I just hope we just get to the game. That's my biggest concern right now is getting there without any major. Well. That's why I get there yeah. without any major distractions. Yep, and we need to get some guys healthy. Like, that's just the reality. Uh, this yeah. sounds really terrible, but, like, Thank God Sneed's injury was a concussion. I feel like people usually play after two weeks <laughs> with a concussion. It's a bad as... I thought the same thing, too. Yeah, like, well, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think the only problem is he's had, like, how many concussions now? Like, he's had He has had quite a few, hasn't he? So, like, that's the only thing. Like, I know they can, like, kind of linger. And once you've had multiple, it takes longer. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I would still expect him to play 100%. Um, it's just... And it's, I think I think we'll get... I think one of those receivers will get back. I, I'm not conf- – just based on the – I don't know. The idea that none of them are terribly injured. But if we don't, it's going to be a little bit tricky, especially because we cannot run the football. Our run blocking is so atrocious. Yeah, last Our week pass blocking was, so was fantastic. Yeah. But the run blocking last week was so bad. It was terrible. Yeah, there were no holes for Pacheco or McKinnon or anybody really in that – regard yeah it really makes me think that like as much as like you can have a great running back that can kind of pull you out but like if if you can't like run block that 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 is the biggest thing that dictates whether or not you can run the ball because in a situation that the chiefs were allowing against a team that apparently is awful against inside zone and the chiefs just firing inside zone over and over and just couldn't do anything um you have to do a better job in the trenches uh, and the Chiefs will have to because they're probably going against a better defensive line this coming week than they went against last week, too. Yeah, they're both. I mean, Cincinnati's is pretty damn good, but they're they're both pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we're going to, you know, next week probably get more into specifics of the matchup itself, uh, breakdown, and we'll have a better idea next week of who's going to play and who's not going to play. But, I mean, early indication right now, man, like, 
this just feels like the 49ers Super Bowl again to me. It feels like you have a team who is in the trenches, just physically dominant. They are clearly better than you in the trenches. Um, and But you have the best player in the game. And it'll Michael come down Jordan. to, does the best player in the game get it done when it matters? It feels like that Super Bowl to me again. Yep. No, this is this is just where we continue to test, like, how much Mahomes is Jordan or how much Jordan is Mahomes, even if we want to go that crazy. Um, yeah, I like this is a this is a big opportunity to just say, show everyone who 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 the dad of the NFL is. Um, but yeah, everyone will have to get a paternity test in that case. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do want. Like, I badly want Mahomes to really play well in this game because his first two Super Bowls. Well, you know, I don't Shit. think he's played terrible. Okay, I, I think, think the second Super Bowl. I think one of his... I just think statistically it hasn't looked good. And look, I know stats don't tell the whole story, but people, you know, fifty years from now, they're looking back on this shit, are going to look at that and be like, Mahomes played like shit. They're not going to have the context that we did. So I, I just hope yeah, that he. That doesn't matter. Like we saw that performance, it was. I wish you could have your. I wish there was like adjusted stats for Mahomes in the second Super Bowl, so you could really know what his stat line was. Because damn. Well, like, yeah, he had two unbelievable throws that just like either hit off the hands or head. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. The first drive, he had that one to like the corner of the end zone. Tyreek dropped it, and mm-hmm. then Daryl Williams dropped the shit out of another one. Uh I still yeah. think I still think Pat played better in his second Super Bowl than he did his first. I mean, it it statistically won't say that, and he lost by a lot. But I still think that game Pat played. I think that's one of his best games he's ever played. Yeah, maybe. I think I think the first Super Bowl, uh, that Niners defense was also just extremely yeah, good. Yeah, insane. Like, it 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 didn't it didn't really work out for them until the pass rush tired down, and the Chiefs were able to run some of their more, uh, you know longer plays i.e. wasp i.e. that sideline go route to sammy Watkins. um but yeah i i think you're right on the nose about this being a somewhat similar super bowl it's it's definitely like the best player versus the best team uh and that's that's very it's an intriguing concept to go ahead to unless you can consider the chiefs the best team because they have the best it has been the best two teams all year though mean to like they these are the yeah, best yeah. and it's 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 actually like good to see like that you know like last year I feel like everybody felt like the two teams that made it weren't the best two teams I don't even think they were either were the best two in I don't think either were the best in their conference last year um so it is I like the fact that this year we're going to get I mean, the Eagles and Chiefs were the I mean you could argue Buffalo but the Eagles and Chiefs were the top dogs in their conference all year and I mean this is how it's supposed to be it's it's a, it's an exciting game. It's going to be a good game, I think. I don't I don't project either side getting um too big of a uh, too big of an advantage. And the silver lining for the Chiefs is is that while the Eagles have throttled some people, they really haven't like risen to a big test yet. So this is their yeah, I mean, this I is think, their chance. I think something that has to be talked about is Philadelphia, not their fault, but they've had probably the easiest path to a Super Bowl I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, they've played yeah. the Giants Daniel Jones with Daniel Jones, and then they've played a 49ers team who literally did not have a quarterback. Like it's not their fault. I'm not trying to say that, but it's literally like I can't remember a path being easier than that. 
No, it it's it's been a pretty easy one. And I mean, the regular season itself was yeah, they had very a, easy. very easy schedule. Uh, yeah. So and, and, and I think it can be true at the same time that they've been a very good and very impressive team, but we also yeah. are yet to yeah. see them play against one of the like the heavy heavy hitters, one of the true, you know, top top 4, top 3 teams in the NFL. Uh, and that's definitely something we'll see. Unless the Chiefs have don't recover from any of their injuries, in which case I think it might be a little bit difficult. If we don't recover from our injuries, we're fucked. Yeah. Plain yeah. simple. It, I mean, yeah. just I mean, yeah. I mean whoever this wins is going to be. Game, whoever wins this game will have won more games in Arizona this year than the Cardinals did. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> I'll say this. This is kind of how I see su- the Super Bowl going. Uh, Juju out or not Juju McColl out Juju active Kadarius Tony game time decision That's and I think he's going to be inactive I mean do we need to talk about Kelsey too I mean I'm assuming no, he'll play they said, they said his back just locked up on him he's fine like that's yeah. like a, in a week you, you're going to forget that you were even hurt like okay yeah he said it locked up on him on the second play of practice second to last play of practice on Friday mm-hmm. uh so I don't want to be Mr. I told you so, but my concerns about him popping up only on the injury report on Friday feel somewhat validated. But thank God he was able to play because Please. do you think he lateral that ball because he didn't want to get tackled? Or do you think that was like a Oh no, he did it on scripted. purpose. That was scripted. Yeah. And it yeah. probably we, we were if they can complete the transfer. We everyone that I was watching the game with was trying to figure out if it was scripted or not. I mean you typically like the one that he did. Um, what year was it? I think it was Sean McCoy. That one was not scripted. That one was not scripted. Yeah. This one just looked more scripted. It just felt like okay, like because McKinnon was right there running in stride. Like, I, I feel yeah. like, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think we know for sure. You you do have to. The thing that I think says it might not have been scripted is that he tried to do it again later in the game, and he like decided not to. So uh, I think it might have been his back. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, but yeah, thank God. It it is a shame because had he got that ball to McKinnon, we had blockers set up, and it probably would have been a touchdown, and it would have been just an absolutely sexy play. Yeah, and. It would have been a touchdown on the drive that we ended up settling for a field goal yeah, on, yeah. but uh, yeah. That at the end of the day, it, it didn't cost us. Thank goodness. For my you seats, do I thought player. for my seats, I thought he pitched it and it went out of bounds. It wasn't until I got home and I re I watched it back that I realized that McKinnon just fell on it. I thought yeah, it- McKinnon was just like, okay, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit on this. That's funny. How often do you think Mahomes is gonna be whenever uh, it's kickoff? How I think pretty healthy. I think it'd be like 80, yeah. 80 to 85. I think significantly better than he looked in this game. For you sure. Could, like, that, that, that's one more note. We, we've been talking about this for almost an hour now, so we could probably move on after this. But, uh, you know, I think that, that was one thing on the fumble that he had. I think he probably recovers that if he doesn't have an ankle injury. He had time yeah. to fall on it. It's just like you could tell his body like awkwardly fell when he went to go try and get it. Uh, but, yep. yeah, that's just yep. another, another thing I noticed while it was happening. I was like – yeah, if his ankle's not messed up, I bet he probably recovers that. Yeah, and just on the subject of him, like I think the injury was not quite like the first half. He was looking damn good. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He reaggravated he was, it. Well, I don't even think reaggravated. I just would assume that 
as you go through the game, like it just hurts. Like there's nothing you can do to to not feel pain and not you know have weakness. Um, because I mean the the reports coming out is that everything looks good still. That there's no like additional damage or anything. Um, like that Jameis Winston meme, pain, pain everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we'll obviously have a pretty jam-packed Super Bowl episode next week, so let's get on to stuff that won't be relevant next week. Uh, Tom Brady is retiring again, the same day he retired a year ago. Um, do we believe him? Yes. Yeah, I believe him this time. I think- yeah, last time I didn't. This time I, I do. You could tell in his voice. He was he realized he, he had to be done. I think that he didn't get I think that he wanted to find a situation where he really felt like uh he had a super chance at a Super Bowl because what other reason are you doing this for? You know, you've got plenty of money. Um you're you've put your body through twenty three years of football. Um I think Tom just realized that the 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 destination that he would have needed to make it worth it wasn't there. Um and I don't think that's a problem or a situation that will change. I do think him coming out of retirement is still possible, though. Uh, I, yeah. I think I think, I think he's done. I think there's a carrot that can be waved in front of his face that would bring him back. Uh, and I mean, look, the first time that a big quarterback gets hurt next year, who's going to be the first person that gets yeah. called? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll have to see. No, he won't because he's he's getting thirty million a year starting next year to announce for Fox. That that doesn't mean shit. Jeff Saturday said, "Fuck that." Like I don't, (laughs) I don't think that matters. Because that contract is in place either way. Like he can he can go back to play if he wants. That probably makes Fox more money anyway. Um, we'll see though. I I don't think it's gonna happen, but I think it could. I think it absolutely. All right, and then uh, more news. Sean Payton is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos after the Saints, after the Broncos send the Saints this year's first round pick, uh, this year's second round pick, and next year's third round pick. What do you guys think of the hire? Do you think Denver becomes relevant? In uh, three years, the Broncos are going to be complete shit. <laughs> yeah, like I think the Broncos just decided uh, to go balls to the wall here. Like I, I do think that it makes them a more formidable team. Sean Payton is one of the best minds in football. I don't think anyone is doubting that. Um, and I think it's important to note that like his offense with Drew Brees was significantly different at the end of his tenure than at the start. So, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get from him, but I think he's, I think he's a guy that can get something out of this Denver offense because quite frankly, the bar was very low for them this year and they didn't come close to it. No. Uh, so if they can get similar defensive production. I think they have a great chance to be, uh, a playoff team. Yeah. What do you guys think about the compensation? Do you think that was about right? That's yeah. what I'm, I mean, I guess, but like, yeah. I mean, Sean Payton has one Super Bowl in his coaching career. Like, a first round pick, but like, when was the last time we saw the head coach traded? I think it was Gruden. Yeah, it was, yeah. But I don't know. So, True. I mean, yeah, but, interesting. And then uh, the flip side of that the Texans hired D'Amico Ryans uh who I I knew I recognized that name I totally forgot he was playing for them like in the early 2010s yep yeah no he's not he's kind of fresh off being a player um and apparently the Broncos really wanted to hire him saw that and he wanted he wanted to go to the Texans I think that's questionable he did play there 
And I think yeah, yeah but it's Houston has here's the thing that I think makes the Houston job some you can argue it's more attractive is you have a shit ton of draft capital, including yeah, he gets to build his the, own team. You have uh, probably access to the top quarterback in this draft, and you know, barring Chicago trading that pick or taking a quarterback, which I don't think they'll take one. But regardless, you have access to either Stroud or Bryce Young. On top of that, you have a shit ton of cap space, and and you have draft picks next year. You have a first round pick next year as well for Deshaun Watson. So you have a lot to work with there, and. Like you said, Josh, uh, you build your own team. Denver, you take that job. It is Russell Wilson. Like you are, you are married to that contract. Your success is married to him for the next two, three years at least. And when you're a coach, you can't afford to have two to three bad years, or you're fired. So I, I think it makes sense why he did it. He got a six-year deal. I mean, he got a lot of security out of Houston. Uh, interesting deal. I mean, personally, I'm of the mindset that in today's day and age, hiring a defensive head coach isn't the greatest idea, but we'll see. I mean, I, it's not impossible. He's good. He's good though. That's my take on it. Like I, I obviously the hiring an offensive coach, I think is better, but like if, if the coach is good, the coach is good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he went to, I mean, it's kind of funny in the last, I think is it, it's either two or three years now, two San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinators have become head coaches, which is just like, uh, that's that's wild to me that that's happened that quickly. Obviously, Salah had built up kind of a tenure there, but then immediately after D'Amico takes that job, he becomes it uh, a head coach. Just like they're pumping him out there. Meanwhile, <laughs> Eric Bieniemy, Eric Bieniemy, uh, so hey, well, hey, maybe maybe he'll get the Mc... job. Have you seen uh, teams are now interviewing Bieniemy just to be their OC? Like, I don't think he's gonna get the job. I don't think he's gonna get a head coaching job. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the the Colts might have to choose between him and Jeff. <laughs> like, who knows? That might, might launch an investigation. <laughs> that would if if Jeff Saturday gets hired again over Eric Bieniemy. Like, it, maybe Eric Bieniemy is honestly that bad as a head coach. We just don't know it. But I I need to see it with my own eyes. Like, how would anybody know it though? Like, how would anybody know that he's a bad head coach? No, I mean it. Been five years since he should have been a head coach. So, but how like, would you know he's a bad one? He hasn't even been one. Like I'm not saying because teams obviously see a red flag in him. Oh, but we didn't see a flag in Nathaniel Hackett. We didn't see any red flags yeah. there. Like, in Adam Gase. Yeah, like we, we, those were clear. But Gase they, was the best head coach of the Miami Dolphins. He got them to the playoffs. So did Mike McDaniel. Like, <laughs> well, that's neither here or there. I'm just saying, Adam Gase was dick, and Nathaniel Hackett was asked to. Uh, I don't see why he hasn't gotten at least one shot. Just one. That's all you got to do. Give him one shot. If he fails, fine. But uh, whatever, you know. It, th- there's no Give reason that for third him. round pick, please. There's no reason for him to take an offensive coordinator job anywhere else because you're not going to be able to work with. I but mean, this, I, this I guess we I go guess back to the article that was released last. Do you guys remember that article released last year? Saying like the enemy and Mahomes hated each other and like how they. Edward, let's not talk about that article is the most like. Dude, okay, but it's everything that they said has come true. They said Bianami was going to sign a one-year contract. Did that? They said he would be done coaching with the Chiefs after that, and it sounds like he is. Like maybe, regardless of outcome, I think Bianami's done as a Chiefs. I've seen the thing is like people are thinking that he won't get a job because they're just like they're like how much of this is Andy Reid, how much of this is actually Eric yeah. Bianami's doing. And I think Matt Nagy kind of put a bad uh, taste in people's mouths, but. Uh, then again, you should look at like the rest of his tree. He's putting out 
Doug Peterson. He's put out John Harbaugh. He's put out Sean McDermott. He's put out a shit ton of great coaches. I mean, like, I don't know why we're even, I don't know how we got back on this debate, but like, I, I don't see why he would take another coordinator job. I'm, I'd be shocked if he, if Jeff Saturday, I, I can't say I'd be shocked, but it would be hilarious. Yeah, I saw before saying Jeff Saturday is the leading candidate. I mean, Jim Irsay is, is a character. Um, also, the other coach that we didn't get to talk about getting hired, Frank Reich, the old Colts head coach, goes to Carolina. And I, and I kind of like that move for the Panthers. I think that Frank Reich got kind of done dirty by the Colts. Yeah. Doug Peterson, Jaguars-esque vibes. Yeah, yeah not a quarterback. <laughs> to work that division is kind of wide open, though. So. Yeah, with Tom retiring, the division is wide Oh, I mean, the they, they probably – Sam Darnold probably is the best quarterback left in the division. Right, like, uh, yeah, Desmond Ritter, no, got Ritter, Mariano, uh, no, Lane Gabbard, Dalton. Andy Dalton, James, James maybe Clinton. Andy Dalton. Like, it's it's debatable. It's funny, uh, but yeah, so interesting there. And the, we have two more openings. Arizona is still open, and uh, obviously Andy. We've been talking about. I saw Mike yeah. Kafka got interviewed for the Arizona job. It'd be interesting to see. It would be. I mean, it, was a, it, was, it was a bound to happen. Like, the man helped develop Mahomes. <laughs> it would look so bad, though, if Kafka gets a head coaching job before Bietami. <laughs> yeah, that would, honestly. That I didn't think about a that. terrible look for the league. But nonetheless, um, yeah, that's kind of the head coaching carousel right now in the NFL. Interesting. You know, it's it's so nice to be good like us because we don't even have to look. It's everybody you want to know something else, else, too, that yeah. we didn't even talk about? Yeah. This was a rebuild year. <laughs> like for, for we, dumbasses, we yeah. sold we sold going into this year uh yeah. and we have 11 picks and we have four of them in the seventh round you know about that seventh round mm-hmm. red beach knows how to find him in the seventh round yes he does uh finds those diamonds in the rough yeah but it can't just all the other teams that have done this have usually i mean the rams last year sold their souls the chiefs I mean, did the exact opposite we sold the best weapon in football uh I just – I mean, it's so funny. Happy. The last two years, the teams that went, like, all out to get new quarterbacks won the Super Bowl. And then you saw a trend this year where everyone was like, well, that, that's the new meta, right? We're going to go get Russell Wilson. We're going to go get Baker Mayfield. We're going to go get Deshaun Watson. Like, we're going to – all these teams were like, we're going to go get new guys. And the two teams in the damn thing were guys who got drafted by their franchises who are both. I don't give a shit what Mahomes makes. Both Jalen Hurts and Mahomes are on team-friendly deals. They really are uh, for different reasons. Like – Jalen Hurts on a second-round rookie contract gives them so much flexibility. It gave them the flexibility to go get A.J. Brown. And then Mahomes, like, him not making, like, the entire roster salary is him being underpaid. Like, there is no uh, – it is interesting. But also to John's point, like, yeah, we kind of, like, decided to push back a little bit and rebuild a little bit. And Philly kind of went all in. They were like, we're going to go get – AJ Brown, we're gonna go sign like Nadama and Seward for agency. Just get all these veteran players. It's just we're, a, gonna, just we're gonna be better. We're gonna be better next year no, than we, we should, are this yeah. year. We should like yeah. that is craziness. We are we are going to be bringing in like however many players we get in the draft, wherever we end up picking, and then mm-hmm. we're we, we're clearing some cap too, as far as I know, uh, where we have some cap room. Um, it's uh, I just can't believe it. Like this, this feels like house money. This season feels like house money right here. Because Would you guys be okay with bringing back Juju and MVS? I mean, at the right price. MVS is what? What's the right price? Oh yeah, isn't he like two years? 
MVS can leave deal. though. I'm pretty sure. I think he's got a player option. I think it's two gotcha. one plus one. All yeah. right then. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure MVS. I thought could be a free agent. I don't think he will. If that's option, if that if we'll he has see. an option. But what about Juju? What do you guys think the right price is for Juju? Because I want to keep him. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's tough. I mean I think the the the, the difference is I don't think Juju will require us to pay him as much as another team would have to pay him. He seems pretty content being here. Um, yeah, you think I mean, so? I mean, he he said it's time to bet on myself when he when he made the contract, knowing he signed a one year deal. Like I feel like he kind of using Mahomes to his advantage, which I don't blame the guy. I mean, he's not using his Mahomes to his advantage; he's being smart. But I yeah, mean, I think there could be a reasonable like two or three year deal given to him. I, I man, I think the fact parties. that he, uh, I, I just everything I've heard him say, he loves Andy Reid. He obviously loves Mahomes. He loves being in this offense. Like I, I don't know. I, it's not, but that's the thing, man. We are one of two teams that don't have to worry about the offseason right now. Like, let's let's embrace that. We are one of two teams that are not in offseason mode yet. We still have something to play for. So, we can get we still got February we football. We can, hey, exactly. And, you know, they were calling Josh Allen Mr. January, and I've said because that fucker will never see February. We are the class of the NFL right now. We're the class of the AFC. Let's enjoy it. All right, Mizzou yeah. basketball, Dennis Gates time. Yes, it is to the from one class to another class, the class of the SEC. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, Mizzou, man, what a week! Um, basically, knocking on wood right now, but basically, like ensuring a spot in the tournament with that win. Over. No, 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 the way Iowa State's playing right now, I don't know. Okay, but uh, I mean, but also you have to look at the way Illinois is playing. Kentucky's playing a lot better. Um, you know, I think Wichita State moved into quad two. Um, so it's like, there's other factors and like, but still, yeah, I, I still think that we're going to make the tournament. Um, but yeah, I mean, huge week. to clear this up. MVS is on a three-year deal, but it's the chiefs can cut him for cheap. So it's up to them. Yeah. Sorry. That's what I figured. That's what I thought. Um, yeah. So back to Mizzou. I mean, as we're recording this to play LSU at home tonight, it's, I mean, I don't remember the last time they were, let me see what the line is right now, because I looked at it and- yesterday. I don't remember the last time we were 10-point favorites in an SEC game versus anybody. I literally made this comment to my friends today. I was like, what the fuck? When is the last time we were double-digit favorites in an SEC game? Like, it, it'd probably be the COVID year, maybe. Maybe. I don't even know that for sure. Um, so, yeah, obviously big game. Yeah, I'll so take LSG plus 10 and a half. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But Missouri, man – they're they're a funny team, man. They the times they make you think that there's this god squad, and then at other times you're like, uh, I don't know. But I will say this: I'll stand by this. They still have not lost a game that I think they were supposed to win. I don't think they were supposed to beat Kansas. I don't think they were supposed to win at Arkansas. You can say, well, well they had opportunity. Of course they did. Uh, I don't expect that we should have won. Is good, Josh. You have to get that through your head. Those well, Williams, players, I get that they're eight and one in conference play, but they were shit. And non-con, it makes no fucking sense. Like and that's Kentucky I, I was just shit for a, a good duration of this season, and they've started to play better. It's just the way it is. Texas A&M is a good team; they're probably going to make the tournament. Um, the only and then losing at Florida, I don't really have a huge bone to pick with that game. Uh, so I mean, and then losing to Bama without Kobe, really, you haven't lost any games that like 
were like, oh my god, like you blew, like you, how did you lose that? Like I can't believe you lost that game. And there's been multiple games you've won where you're like, holy shit, I did not think there was a shot in hell we would win that game. Yeah. Yeah. But so I don't we've know, got, I mean, we've got, what, what are we right now? Sixteen and five. We've got. Yeah. How many more games left? We've got ten. We need games. to win five more games. We need to win five. We've got we need ten to go five games, five. not counting the SEC tournament. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of our next t- eight of our last ten are versus unranked teams. So, and the only, uh, I mean, the Tennessee game and then the Auburn game oh. are the ranked games. So, yeah, I mean, there's there is a strong possibility that Mizzou enters the SEC tournament as. What a top six seed? Top six. I want to be a top four because top four get double buys and there's a road. There is a road. We have <laughs> to beat Auburn on the road if we want to get a top four. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, where are we at right now in the SEC? I don't know. Seven. We're seven. Um, but we're tied seven, with Georgia for seven, and I don't think Georgia's very good. So we'll see. Um, we don't even play them this year, I don't think. Oh, we do. We got to go to Georgia. Never mind. Um, but yeah, there a lot of lot of opportunity in front for Missouri. Um, I don't think they're near the level of Alabama or Tennessee, but I don't think it's crazy to say Missouri has a is in the conversation. I'm not saying this is 100, percent but I I don't think it's crazy to say Missouri is the third best team in the SEC right now. Agreed. I think after Bama and Tennessee, there there's an argument for A&M, Auburn, Kentucky, Mizzou. Arkansas, I think all those teams, Florida, I think all those teams really have an argument. Um, all right, anything else on Mizzou? Uh, no. Tennessee, lifetime contract. No. Blank, check it, blank, check it. Um, all right, Josh. Guys, if he wins us a tournament game, I will say blank check. But He's until gonna then, tournament. We're going to win a tournament tournament. You know, you know what someone said? You know what someone said to me? I, someone, at my, someone in one of my classes who's also a Mizzou fan – Said so like, if Dennis Gate, like if we don't win a tournament game this year, this year's a disappointment. And I just like, it took everything so, within me not to slap the shit out of him for saying that. I would have. I would have. <laughs> I was like, buddy, you do realize what like, we were last year, right? Like, let's. We were let's projected to finish second to last. <laughs> I was like, let's calm down, buddy. But yeah, uh, Josh race with ten seed. All right, coming in at number thirteen. This man is a little bitch. He really is a little bitch. He started crying on the floor when he got fouled, but still a bitch. It's the Lakers. Number 12. This guy's also a bitch. It's Damian Lillard. Number 11. Uh, I'm going to gritty on you, Josh Giddy. Fuck you, bitch. Number 10. It's, yes, the New Orleans Pelicans that are on a nine-game losing streak. Shows Number nine. Exactly, because he's bust-worthy. Nope. Psych. I, I said he's not a bust. Number nine. Lori Markinen, he's a tall white fuck boy. It's the Utah Jazz. Number eight. I like Popeyes. Not racist. racist. It's Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Number seven. This team's starting to catch fire. Get it? Fire, sons. But I'm all right. Number six. This team's getting carried. Like I have nothing else to say. It's the Dallas Mavericks. Number five. Flash Bros. You're going to get Slova, uh, Slaviva? No, not Slaviva. Jesus, fuck. You're going to get Mono from Seth Curry throwing his mouthpiece at you because his saliva saliva is going to, saliva is going to touch you. Seth Curry has Mono. You heard it here first. Number four, it's America's and John's most 
loved team, the Los Angeles Clippers. And at number three, it's ah, it's the Sacramento Kings. Light the beam! Light the beam! Beam team! Burr, 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 burr. Josh, um, do you believe there's any shot that this, the Kings could win a playoff series in the West this year? No, not one bit. <laughs> I don't know! Right now, you'd be playing I, Dallas. Exactly! We're fucked! I mean, Dallas is a one-man show. You could maybe win that game. Or you could maybe win that series. Dude, I just want to win one fucking playoff game. Like, that's it. That has been your philosophy for most of the year. It was it's just win one. Now, now it's you want to win one playoff game. Dude, I mean, if if we don't make the playoffs from where we're at right now, then holy fuck, I might consider not liking the NBA anymore. <laughs> NBA sucks. <laughs> the NBA regular season is so bad. It is, dude. That's what. Okay, so that's what my friend were talking about. Like, the reason the Kings are being so good right now is because they're in playoff mode. They're playing, like, every game's the playoffs. Every other team they play is acting like, what the fuck are they doing? It's just, like, the importance of the regular season has been completely lost. And I'm not sure the answer. Maybe it's less games. I don't know what you do, but something has to... was nice. Something, you have to do something because right now it is so, like, nobody gives a... Like, when I was growing up as a kid, man... Literally, NBA Sunday showcases were, like, the shit. Like, watching, like, Mellow's Knicks, LeBron's Heat, uh, Duncan and the Spurs on, like, Sunday, like, primetime. Like, that was... You looked forward to that. Now, I don't know if it's because guys aren't playing as many games as they used to or if, you know, it's just, like, there's a talent disparity, but it is just not fun anymore to watch the regular season most of the time. Yeah, agreed. You're saying that to the guy who... His team basically sandbags every game. Yeah, so. I mean, the Clippers are a prime example of, like, we don't give a shit about these 82 games as long as we make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I do want this to be known. Mike Brown should win Coach of the Year if the Sacramento Kings make the playoffs. I think that's very fair. Probably. And I I really want to find the clip when I said Mike Brown was going to win Coach of the Year at the beginning of the year. You guys laughed your fucking dicks off. I mean, yeah. It was kind of funny. It, it, was, was, it funny. was a funny thing. <laughs> Look at me now, bitches. Look at me now. Look at me now, bitches. Who's the Who's the Celtics new head coach? I honestly don't even know his name. Oh, he's coaching the All Star game. Yeah, he might win it. No, he's not winning it. Fuck him. <laughs> okay. He has a good team. His team's made the playoffs. Kings haven't made the playoffs in sixteen fucking years. So did uh, what's his face? Um. Idoku or Idoka, did he literally just like get banned from the league for being horny? Like, is he just no? Not- he got banned. He got banned for a year, but was supposed to sign as a Nets. No, he didn't get banned from the league. He got, he got a year suspension the- from the Celtics, and he was going to go sign with the Nets, but then that deal fell fell through. So I don't know if next year if Idoka comes back. That is Probably. interesting. Ass, it's one I've never really seen that. He's going to be a head coach next year. I just where. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he will be too. Uh, yeah, okay. Um real quick, the week. real quick, Royals re-signed Grinky. There's yep. your there's your uh, it, trade monster. Um, we have I'm calling it now. That. Uh this is Grinky's farewell tour. Farewell tour. Should be. Um, well he's like forty, so yeah, I think so. The trade of Mondesi to Boston, so that ends an era that 
kind of sad. I always was hoping Monacy would be the next big thing here. I was always his big. Was... Sucks. We just got another guy with injury problems for him. Like yeah. thirty-year-old reliever. I don't get it. I mean, I guess Monacy's value is that bad, but even if it's that bad, why trade him at that point if it's that piss poor? Great. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get Michael Massey in the lineup. I've seen well, they uh, play... Lopez is getting linked, traded away too. They want to put Bobby at short consistently is what I've seen, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Who the yeah. fuck's going to play third base? Probably Dozier. God damn it. No, put him at fucking third. I don't want to deal with Dozier's bitch ass. Uh, well, Dozier will probably be third. on the team one way or another. Uh, it's just a matter of if he's going to – Yeah, because – we signed just a stupid-ass contract. Which isn't yeah. even that big of a contract when you think about it. Yeah, but it's just Dozier. But for us, it's like, like a gigantic contract. When is Salvi's contract? He's not any good. Yeah, I mean, he is dog shit. He had, like, what, half of a good season in 2019? And they were like, oh, we better extend him before it's too late. That's what you get for being When is team. When is Salvi up? I think, like, up for, like, when he's a free agent again? Yeah. Not for a while. Wild. Really? Probably not another four years. Yeah, we, we Do you think we see Savi uh, start become just mainly DH and MJ just catching? See, but then that creates another problem is like, what do you do with Prado and Vinny? Like, because right now I think the thought is. I think to, you throw Vinny at third. Vinny, Vinny at you third. Prado at third. Pro, well, whichever one's the writer. Vinny Pasquantino would not be a third baseman. Pasquantino <laughs> <laughs> at third would be crazy. Whichever was a righty. I mean, I guess Pablo Sandoval played third base, but still, that would be. So did Miguel Cabrera a little bit. Yeah, so what the fuck's wrong with me saying Vinny at no, third? No, it's still it's still pretty foul. Vinny Pasquantino is the next M- M- Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. So put is Nick Prado a righty? No, he's a lefty. Oh fuck yeah! Put Vinny at third. Well, no, that's why no, Prado Prado at third. You put pro no, you're not putting a lefty at third. Huh. You don't yeah, that's dumb. Did Michael Massey play third? Well you want Vinny and Nick Prado's back in the what lineup. About like, that's what about what like Nate Eaton? Say. Can Nate Eaton play third? How can okay, let me let me ask this. How can we get Perez, Vinny, Nick, and Salvi's bats all in the lineup? That's what we need to figure out. Melendez in the outfield because you're gonna oh, have yeah. some Melendez or Fuck, I forgot. Yeah. Man, I still believe that now. there is a strong possibility they'll trade Prado. Oh, I, just, I don't. I just I don't, don't know if there is a spot for him with like. Is, well, okay, I think with Vinny's emergence that they might not be able to keep him. We'll see. I think I I I think it's otherwise. I don't. I think they see Vinny's emerging, and I think they realize like, oh shit, I don't know if that's supposed to happen. They're gonna watch it this season, and if they think he's starting to go down, trade Vinny and keep Nick because isn't Nick a lot younger than Vinny? We're not in a win down no. mentality. Pass, Quint, huh. you know, I think they're pretty similar in age. Vinny is 25. Oh, yeah, never mind. Prado's like 24. Nick is... Maybe 22. He is, if he'll fucking load, 24. Oh, yeah. Yeah, never mind. But Vinny's also just like, from what you've seen, like even the advanced analytics show that he is like so much. Like, he is so good. Like, he is has the potential Could of... He- is insane. Also, Perez's Could he be considered as a uh, as a rookie? No, probably not. He had too many at bats last year. But uh, Perez's contract, the earliest out is twenty twenty six. The club Fuck has it, the club has a club option on that, and if they pick it up, he'll be done in twenty twenty seven. 
thing is, you just can't trade Salvi. You just never will, even if he's dog shit. I mean, it would be fine to... last year. Two two fifty five with twenty five dongs. Yeah, no. I get that. Fine. I'm just saying, come twenty twenty six. I mean, it's going to be barely be able to stand. He'll DH. I yeah. mean, that's that's the hope is that he can be here in. Who even knows if he makes it that long, man? He'll be 36 in 2026. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I just don't see it happening. Well, we'll see. But obviously, there really matter. It's at least one player on the Royals that actually is worth opening your fucking eyes for. Bobby Witt? <laughs> no, Salvador Perez. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm saying, Witt, like, what about Bobby Witt? What about Brady Singer? What about Vinny? Did you just say Brady Singer? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dude, did I just say Brady Singer? Brady Singer had one of the best seasons last year. Dude, yeah, for half a season. Well, Royals fans always get all worked up over half a season. No, they get worked up over a fucking great September. While Brady yeah. started going off in June. Whatever, man. I'll believe it when I see it. John is the number one Royals hater, so take everything Dude, he says. Dude, how many that. times I, I, go hate Royals. I go I hate Mizzou, even though I fucking love Mizzou. Okay. John Ray. No, John's a Mizzou hater, too. And I John's hate the Royals. Hater. Yeah, John's is, is a hater. And he's, a, and he's yeah. a Clippers hater, too. Well, yeah. Well, look, okay, I can give you why I hate all of them, but I'll stick with the Royals. I went to Fireworks Friday like eight or nine times this year. And I the love Royals this were, The Royals were down five runs in the second <laughs> inning at like every single one. And every it's time, true. it's 100 it kissing true. degrees, and I've got swamp ass, and my parents are like, we got to see the fireworks. By like the sixth fireworks Friday, we were out of there in the fifth inning. Like, I don't think you understand. My family used to have a rule that we just like didn't leave games early. And that went out the door this year because the Royals were so freaking mind-bogglingly shit. So I don't want to hear it. I hate the Royals. So, John, will you be at opening day this year or are you not going anymore? Dude, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Three months I'm, later. John's I'm not at committing either side. You're, I'm not you're committing. going. You're going. Why, why would I take a ticket? Like, I just, like, don't feel anything for okay, the weather. Let me say this. If it's, like, 65 and sunny, would you go? I don't Dude, think the weather's the, a problem with him. The weather is not the issue. The, <laughs> the issue is the fact that the Royals are literally everything that I fucking hate. Like, I, I, from the on and off field operations of the Royals, I am disgusted by you know this what I'm pissed that about that we didn't take advantage of and that could have made us gone so viral? Is when the Royals had that opening board meeting, we it's, didn't send John there with a fucking camera uh, and microphone. It, there's another one literally tonight. John, oh, you got to get your ass John, to KC. You still have time to go. John, you didn't even go to KC. Fuck Mizzou. I know your parents are coming down. No, because even with how much I hate Mizzou, I'm not going to drive two pissing hours for the Royals. Yeah, this one's an in independence tonight. So uh, that's only an hour and a half. Yeah, whatever you say, dude. The Royals can suck my ball. <laughs> Um, okay, let's do D4 of the week. All right, I got one. Okay. The NFL scripted, according to Arian Foster. My D4 of the week is the NFL. And then my buddy said, well, fuck. The NFL script writers are taking big chances. They've wanted fucking DeMar Hamlin to get killed. Imagine Alex Smith reading the script and seeing his leg almost had to yeah, get those, cut off. Those tweets are fucking hilarious. The script tweets are, there was so many. They were like Aaron Hernandez receiving the script in 2013. Like, there's been some funny ass tweets on that. Uh, yeah, no, there was a good one with Alex, like Alex Smith getting his script before week eight, week eleven in 2018. No, some of these, some of these are so good. It was like Tom Brady seeing Russell Wilson walk into the Super Bowl script reading. 
<laughs> Henry Ruggs preparing for his 2021 script. Some of these are so good. I'm going to start retweeting some of these on the account. But, uh, yeah, that NFL is, you know, at times it pisses me off, but it's not scripted. Not scripted. Come on. Come on. Come on. You got a D4 of the week? Yeah, you want to go ahead and guess it? It was going to be something else, but now I remember who it should be. No, do something else. What are you going to do? I know he's going to do the Royals now, so no, I want him to do no, something else. because no one deserves this title more than John Sherman. No. So he gets it. Can you do you two? Don't John get it. Sherman. What? Can you do two D4s of the week then and do the one that you were going to do? Okay, sure. I'll do another one. J.J. Picoyo. No, like, what was I, the one you were going to do? I'll, well, okay. We signed a role as Chapman. I mean, I think that's a fine D Ford. I like the move. Dude, he oh, he's 32. He has the highest walk rate in baseball, and he committed a domestic violence thing with a gun. So I don't like want to hear shit. I would just you rather said he committed a domestic violent or domestic violence thing with a gun. <laughs> I would rather my roster, one of the roster spots, go to someone else. But I forgot. Aroldis Chapman probably has a fucking cross tattoo or some shit like that. So he gets a free roster spot. John, should you be happy that they're like not only taking goody two shoes now, they're actually going to start signing people that have, you know. Yeah, but uh, see, I bet you that Aroldis Chapman has like a Bible verse in his Instagram bio or something. Like, I. We can live check that. Yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm loading up Instagram right now. Aroldis. Chapman does not. His bio hey, well, says we gotta check his we gotta champ we gotta swag. check his tattoos. Yeah, the, he has a lot of tattoos. I don't have the time right now to go through all of them, but I I wouldn't be surprised. He's also just washed. Like, what what does it do for us? Nothing. I don't. Ah, I guess I guess it does go against what I said. Is it's a player worth opening your eyes for? Because he is definitely a sight to witness. Um, but. That's my D Ford. There's everyone that works for the Royals, from John Sherman to the guy that cleans up the stadium after the games. You're all lame. <laughs> all right, Jackson, do you have a D Ford? Yes. Um, mine is the MLB in general. Um, as oh, of today. Jesus well, as of today. Oh, I know yours. I know yours. Uh, MLB TV is no longer on YouTube TV. So now, not only do I not get to watch the games. I don't even get to watch, like, other games on, like, MLB TV or watch coverage of the games. I don't understand why the game hates its product as much as it does. You buy the MLB TV package. Guess what? You can't watch your local team. The team you probably bought the fucker for. And then blackout restrictions. It, it's, it's pissing me off, man. They wonder why this game is, like, not getting any traction anymore and shit. It's stupid shit like this, man. And I saw Bally's went bankrupt, or Bally's, however you say that stupid shit. Uh, hopefully... Whatever company takes over Royals games and other MLB games going forward can find a price with YouTube TV and other places other than cable. Because guess what? It's 2023. A lot of people don't use cable anymore. So, like, figure it out. Like, imagine not being able to watch any NFL game. Imagine being able to watch every NFL game but, like, but the Chiefs. They're like, no, no, sorry. You live there. You can't watch them. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, man. Yeah, right. it is. But but it saves you from watching the pissing Royals, so be happy. Yeah, what about the other games, John? Well, I like baseball. I want to watch other games. I like watching. Dude, we talk about a sport where the regular season is boring as shit. 
Yes. Like the MLB takes the cake, man. True, true. But I do, I do like watching baseball and like just to watch it. You know, like not you don't have to like be engaged, but you can, like it's a good background sport. Yeah, I'll you give could you be that. doing something else and just like listen to it or like watch like and then when someone hits a dong you can look up yeah i hear yeah i hear i I, I like it and also i'll say this like it is boring as hell but it is fun to go to the games like that that part about baseball has not that part is still good i now the royals are ass but i still do enjoy going to the games getting to watch it's just a great it's a fun product to watch when you're actually there Um, yeah see that's where we differ i could never go to another baseball game again and i think i'd be fine really Yes. Garbage sport. Dude, I think the Royals were like 2-14 and fucking 14 when I went this year. Like some crazy shit like that. <laughs> I was there for one of them opening day. Dude, they barely won ever. Like, I I don't know what to so tell John, you. So, John, and, and we're kind of rambling here, so let's try and make this short. But if the Royals were good, would you be interested in baseball again? Probably, but that doesn't change the fact that the Royals, it's unacceptable we've hit this low of lows. Like... It's 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 horseshit. We've so been not, terrible. Okay, so it's not baseball. It's the Royals. Yeah, the Royals have ruined baseball. It's been five years of just horseshit. Like I did, and that's putting it lightly. Like that's being kind to them. Why do you have to deal with them not even having any any like any at all redeemable qualities for five entire seasons? Like, and and I I'm not convinced it's not going to just continue. Like. I, I fully believe the Royals' ceiling on wins this year is 70. So that's ceiling. real freaking fun. Like, I don't know. John Sherman should just pay players instead of making us pay for a stadium. I'll say the line again. That's where I stand. Okay. Well, it's a good thing we have one franchise in Kansas City that is contending and doing what they're supposed to do because I don't want to know what John would be like if the Chiefs were bad. Oh, John, when, when Mahomes leaves, <laughs> like the Chiefs are just going to be Part of me very... wishes I was like 60 or 70-ish right now so that I wouldn't have to live very long after Mahomes. I could just be like, once he's done in the NFL, I'm going to die. Like, that would be yeah. it. Like, part... Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't know if life will be worth living once Mahomes like, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like It's like I'm 21 right now. Like, Let's say Mahomes has 15 years left in him. Do we even – probably not. Let's say he has 13 years left in him. He plays till he's forty. Um, I yeah, I mean, I'm gonna literally have like so much more life to live, and it's just gonna have to be watching shit quarterbacks play. Yep, yep, or at least quarterbacks that are shit by comparison. But that's why we have to just god and and just uh, gloat and all of those words for Patrick Mahomes because he's something we will never get to witness having on our team in our life, like. I, I saw a thing that it just, like, sums it up. Like, when you think of, like, the best competitors, like, yeah. you have to put Mahomes in there. Like, yes. there's Messi, yeah. there's LeBron, there's freaking Serena Williams. you got Tom like, Brady in there. I mean, must yeah, be Tom Brady. Like, and Patrick Mahomes is right there with him. And he's only 27 years old. Uh, and there are very few people that get to say, that guy is on my team for the next 10 years. One final stat before we leave off the show today, and this will be how we end it. Patrick Mahomes already has more playoff wins than Drew Brees did in his entire career. If Patrick Mahomes wins on Super Bowl Sunday, he will have tied Aaron Rodgers in playoff wins already. Unbelievable career so far. He's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. 
And we're going to. So have- is Travis Kelsey, and so is Chris Jones. And we'll talk more about them next week. Peace out.